J.D. and the Great Barber Battle Chapter 7 The Grand Reveal Jordan seemed extra amped when he saw me show up in my baseball cap again at the bus stop. I wanted my new hairline to be a surprise to everyone. What you got going on under there today, J.D.? he asked. Fake dreads? Did you dye them yellow like Lil Wayne? He'd knocked my cap off like I knew he would, but when he saw my head, he said nothing. Ah, the sweet sound of silence. Wow, your hair looks really good today, Jordan finally said. Who did it? Did your mom take you to Henry Jr.'s? No, I told him. I did it myself. Jordan smirked. I rode the school bus in peace. I changed classes in peace. I like your hair today, Jessica told me at lunch. Even better, when I got my reading test back from Miss Scott, not only did I get an A, but she said, Did you get a haircut recently, J.D.? It looks nice. I was in heaven. J.D. and the Great Barber Battle, Chapter 8, My First Client Day after day, my hair looked amazing. No one could crack on me anymore. The more I cut my own hair, the more I had fun with it. I tried all kinds of new things. Fade, scissors, baldies, I even cut parts into my head. And my hairline was always perfectly straight. One Saturday, I was in my bedroom giving myself a new haircut when I heard a loud knock on the back door. My door led to the porch, and it had a screen that let me see outside without others being able to see in. That meant I could always pretend I wasn't home if I didn't want to be bothered or let people in without anyone else knowing. Hey, JD, let me in. It was Jordan. I turned off my clippers, opened the back door, and we snuck into my nearly empty bedroom. What else do you need besides a bed and a mirror? Mom always responded when I tried to ask for new things. Seeing Jordan here was strange. He never wanted to hang out at my house. He always said there was nothing to do and it was too hot. What's up, Jordan? I asked. Jordan took off his red and black Chicago Bulls snapback. His hair was a jagged pile of mess. He looked like someone had put a bowl on his head before doing a lineup, and then a tiger came along and smacked the bowl off with its claws. My first instinct was to make fun of him like he had done to me, but my mom and grandparents made sure I had what they called home training, and I just couldn't make fun of Jordan. Instead, I sensed an opportunity. Wow, Jordan, what happened to your hair, I asked. My brother's out of town and I tried to do it myself like you, he said. I can't go outside like this. Jordan paced around the room like he expected that tiger to come back and finish the job. You've got to fix it, J.D. I inspected his head. Jordan really had no idea what he was doing. His brother, Nijah, might have had skills, but Jordan clearly didn't. Why don't you just go to Henry's, I asked, already knowing the answer. Because I wouldn't leave until nighttime, he shrieked. I need to fix this before the football game comes on TV at four. Sit down in a chair, I told him. Your hair is jacked, but I can fix it. I picked up my clippers and went to work. Hmm, it was one thing to cut my hair or Justin's hair. Even though Jordan was my friend, I felt kind of nervous. I knew I had to concentrate extra hard to not make any mistakes. J.D., Jordan said, you are always good with things in your hands. Pencils, footballs, game controllers, now clippers. Yeah, well, not everybody has every toy like you, Jordan, so sometimes pencils are good enough. You know what's not good enough, Jordan asked. I kept cutting his hair, listening. I just can't stand going outside if I don't have on new clothes or if I'm not chopped up, Jordan said. I gotta look good all the time. I like Jordan's style, but sometimes it felt like he took it too seriously. If you got your clothes out of a box, you'd forget about that stuff, I said. Clothes just get dirty anyways. Jordan sighed. Want to know the truth? He asked. I nodded because I was curious. 
At least you know people like you for you, not your things, he said. Sometimes I wonder if anyone would care about me if I didn't have the newest video games. Jordan and I were quiet as I kept working. Sometimes being a good friend was about talking, but other times it was about listening. By the time I was finished, Jordan had a perfect baldy with the logo of Chicago Bulls on one side and a jump man on the other, just like I'd drawn in my notebook hundreds of times before. It was a masterpiece. Wait, I said, one more thing. I pulled out a set of art pencils my grandmother had brought home from the rec center. I traced Jordan's designs with one black pencil and one red. Jordan couldn't help but give me my props. Yo, JD, this is dope, he said. You're even better than my brother. I owe you. I hadn't thought about this part. If Henry Jr. and Nigel got paid, why shouldn't I? Especially when my work was dope. Well, why don't you side me $3 for the job? Less than half of what they charge at Henry's, I said. Jordan placed three crisp bills into my hands. I couldn't believe I just got Jordan to give me money. I thought about all the things you can do with $3 in Meridian, Mississippi. Even though Meridian was a town of ones, one mall, one barbershop, one high school, one middle school, and one elementary school, $3 could get you far. You could buy 30 pieces of 10-cent candy from the candy store, go to Miss Sweetie's house and buy her candy when the corner store was closed, go to the matinee and see a movie. $3 was a lot of money, and I was rich.